culture time, culture time. This is a sign you can be mine. You can sing, you can paint, you can sculpt, you can make, you can write, you'll be right. That'll be fine. Oh, culture time. Well, welcome to Culture Time today, coming from Peckham in London, and we've just come out of an experience, and I'm with two guys here, and I want them to introduce themselves, and I want them to say what part they played in the experience. Now, this is culture, but wait till you hear what it's all about. Let me go across to the guy across the table from me. I'm Benjamin Omani. Uh, oh, sorry, I play Grenville in uh, The Experience of Irma. Right, and the other man here is... Eating, who's actually eating uh, eating pizza? Pizza. My yeah. name is is Francis Brett, and I was in the so-called Nopera of Irma by Tom Phillips. And I was playing the role of one of three art inspectors in uniform, illuminated. Now you you're probably thinking, since he mentioned an opera, that it was a it was a conventional thing where there were people having arias and there was an orchestra and there was a score. But I can tell you that this was so strange that Tom Phillips, who wrote it, didn't actually write a note of music. He wrote a whole load of images. Okay, Ben, what did you do in the experience tonight? T tell people about what. Tell people about the opera first of all. A little summary in some way. Like, you know, one minute or so about the story, and then we'll talk about the what it was like to do it. <laughs> I think um, trying to distill down a story is probably one of the hardest things to describe. Um, if you were to pin it to a story, I guess it is about a Victorian artist and or writer who is becomes obsessed by a young woman whom he believes will become his muse only for her to fall from grace in his eyes him to develop an obsessional jealousy and to in some way harm her and then the whole piece runs in reverse and runs back through that so i guess if there was a sense of story that's the closest that you could maybe get to clinging to some kind of narrative but it's not a narrative driven piece if that makes any sense well whatever sense it makes it certainly sounds a bit macabre now the man on my left here did everything to relieve the macabre tone of the evening didn't you well so i was one of these three art inspectors and we're sort of mannequin-esque and fairly unemotional and we uh, walk around re re looking at art writing down being very judgmental in fact um, but quite dis was that a clipboard you were carrying it was a clipboard and we had uh, all of our criteria <laughs> yes all the information we needed which we'd actually written ourselves which we'd uh, whittled down from maybe five or six uh, sort of pieces of A4 down to some one usable sort of score that we'd, we'd written in pencil and we'd changed it during the process of of, uh, of writing this piece. But um, uh, I'm glad to hear that we provided some slightly light relief from a, uh, from a somber and, and slightly sort of poignant 
piece. Um, uh, just uh, to sort of break it up a bit, and uh, I, we were he- heavily made up, and um, uh, in these in these suits with with makeup, and uh, it was great fun. I very much enjoyed it. Well, guys, usually in opera, it's at the end when the hero or heroine dies, right? The equivalent of a you know a bullet shooting you in the head or something like that. In this particular case. When did the when did you fire the gun, Ben? Halfway through the piece. Um, yeah. So after that, you're kind of screwed. You're like, well, what's going to happen? Um, no, it's it's a it's a palindrome, which is something that runs forward and then comes to a point and runs back. So it's the same forward as it is backwards. There are some um, words, by the way. Better explain it. There are some words that are palindromes. They're spelt the same way forward as backwards. Mm. I'm trying to desperately to remember one word like that at the moment myself. But you might have them on the tip of your tongue. And even if you don't... There are names. This... <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, look, you fired Anna, a gun. Anna is a palindrome. Alan, name Anna. Anna. Yeah, yeah, Anna. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you fired a gun. Yes. But you missed anybody, did you? Well, I mean, that interpretation is just... The point is, it doesn't it doesn't cling to a narrative in that way, in the sense of whether he kills her, whether Grenville, this obsessed writer, kills Irma, this muse-like creature, is kind of immaterial, um, to me at least, because the gunshot, when the bullet leaves the gun, that is as far along the narrative that we go and then time begins to move backwards um and so for me imaginatively and it may n- never come across to anyone but it, it may it from the moment the piece begins within the reality of it this event has happened or it hasn't maybe it's a fantasy but it's happened at least in some way in some way that's real for this man and it runs forward, and it's almost like an obsession. It's an obsession running over and over the same material. So it runs forward, and then it comes backwards. And, it, and in many ways, it would continue to run forward and backwards, forward and backwards, forward and backwards, and becomes this obsessional loop that... Actually, I think the whole thing, which took 60 minutes, could have actually... It could have been a second act, which was a repeat of the first act, without any problem at all. Francis, I want to ask you one thing. Yes. The only character on stage who didn't sing a note is my son, Benjamin Omani, right? <laughs> so some people would say he had a doddle of a job, right? You as a singer, as a... All your movement was totally choreographed. You were in a, uh, a troupe of three. I think, I think our role was, in fact, fairly straightforward. We were given... Uh, things which we expected to, to sing. We, we made the most out of it. I think Ben was the joint lead role with Irma and, in fact, had one of, one of the harder jobs, which was, was to be this, this actor amidst all this um, music. And, and uh, I don't know if he was meant to interact with Irma so much or maybe be quite detached, but, um, but I, I, was, we, I think we all had equal sort of, equal sort of uh, roles within this, within this Did, play. Guys, let me ask you, did Irma exist, or was Irma a figment of his imagination? It's, 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 um, it's, it's Tom Phillips's imagination, isn't it? And you know, and all these, um, I think she, she definitely existed in, in his imagination as some sort of 1960s 
object of, you know, an unachievable desire, which I quite like. I quite like that. Mm. Yeah. Who was it in the 60s then who was an un, uh, unachievable... Someone like Twiggy. She looked... You know, Jean Shimplin, you know, she looked amazing. And you know, she's done up 1960s dress. Mm. The hair took 45 minutes to do. It was wonderful. Yeah. She never wore the... Um, uh, Josephine Stevenson, who played the role of Irma, never worn heels before. So she had to like, learn how to wear these things. And, um, and she went around in bare feet. At one point, when we did a waltz scene. Now, this was interesting because... So during the rehearsal process, we only had four days to do it. Uh, we got to a waltz scene. And, uh, Sorry, we, you just said you had four days to rehearse an opera. We, we did, we did. We created this in four days. Some of the work had been done before by the musical director and the director and by the composer, the, uh, the artist who wrote it, Tom Phillips. However, we, it's very much uh, different every time. You have to make it up as you go along. So... We got to a, the scene where there was a waltz, and we were asked, do you know how to waltz? And we all said, no, not really, <laughs> especially Josephine, who'd never done a waltz. And she was told she would have to do it in heels, and she was extremely worried about it. And um, I was like, well, just take them off. Take the heels off. It's much easier if you're going to be going, you know, dancing around. So anyway, she had them in her hands. And at one point, she had to drunkenly flirt with one of the art instructors wrapped her arms around me whacked me in the face with one of the heels and so you know I had to stand there mannequin-esque and not respond taking it taking it <laughs> taking a heel in the face for my art wow 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 were you tempted at any point uh, Grenville Ben to uh, make a gr a grab for her do a trump on her um, no, no, no. Allowed, I don't. I don't. Think you were that not that's allowed that to touch her. Um, no, because I. I mean. The whole point. She's unachievable. Yeah, she's unachievable. She's unattainable. She's. She. It, I mean, look. It's a. He's a slightly, but unfortunately, a slightly pathetic model of a man. Not as an individual, but as as if this is the only context that we see him in, is that he. He falls in love with this idea of someone and then that idea becomes material in some way and therefore becomes disappointing and becomes finite and becomes flesh. And that is ugly and inconsistent and that is a very sad probably very adolescent stage to find yourself and I think in many ways Grenville is a man who is stuck in this terrible cycle of adolescent disappointment the sort of Victorian model of it yeah it? and there's something of, very yeah. held and something very now, yeah. now because we're on a show called Culture Time right and we just have time for one more little fragment of conversation here I want to ask you a really trite question Right? Was that culture? Of course, it was culture. I think it was. It was m many aspects of culture brought together in one room. Multimedia, uh, the, the best way of expressing emotion and and a story that I think that I I 
taken part in recently, and I must think it was a it was very successful. Yeah. yeah, and it's a whole group of performers from different disciplines and different cultures of behaviour, and like so, there are things for me as an actor that comes from a very different language or culture. I guess I'm just trying to somehow axle grind those two forms together those two words together at least but yeah I, I think yeah it was it was culture yes it definitely was because it dealt with that it dealt with emotions feelings thoughts human expressions in an abstract form which I think is probably something about the nature of culture that we need to deal with it in some type of abstract way to get to a universal truth of some type the word that comes to my mind is that it was a wonderful sublimation Yes, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it was abstract, but it, in some ways, wasn't. It had its constraints, which you need with abstraction, don't you? you need, so it was all framed within an, one, hour, one hour, exactly, and it had performers from, as you say, all different backgrounds. Of you, know, you as an artist, we had two vocal artists, three. Is it still going? <laughs> yeah, oh, we're still going. We have a, we have just enough time for everybody to wrap up. Three, three singers who, um, who normally uh, do classical singing, but but also very fay with with modern music. Uh, we had some wonderful instrumentalists, a very fine piano player, and all within the framework of exactly one hour, thirty minutes towards thirty minutes backwards, six scenes repeated. Uh, I just think it's wonderful culture in, in every way. So, uh, Guys, I really want to congratulate you both. I'm cutting you off at the chase. But tell me, who should definitely get a mention in this? You know, Who should definitely be mentioned so that anybody listening to this will be able in some way to understand the extraordinary? I presume Tom Phillips is the first point. Yes, this is the summation of a, a life's work. He's been working on this... The, the human for 50 years and he's been you know tinkering with it and changing it and, and it's been first performed in 1969 I think yeah. or oh, I may be wrong about that but uh, so who else should get mentioned so in Tom, your view Nisha, Nisha Jones who is the, the, the director who did an absolutely wonderful job with the, the multimedia <laughs> um, and really got us up to speed in the time thank you so much yeah. well look um, Francis Francis Fresh, I, I want to thank you ever so much. Benjamin Omani, in your absence, because you're talking to other members here, I want to thank you very much for your contribution to Culture Time and congratulations on your performance this evening. Thank, thank you. you. Join us every single day of the week on Wave Radio, your most empathic internet radio station. Thank you very much for your company. This is Paul Omani.